Do you know more about Real Housewives than you do about your own family? Do you have strong opinions about Cody Brown's move to Flagstaff? I know I do. If that also sounds like you, then this is the podcast for all your reality TV pleasures. Recaps of episodes, reality TV news, and whatever I may feel like sprinkling in between. Come along with me, your host, Catherine, on my adventures in reality TV. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are talking about Sister Wives this week. So, okay. I had the scheduling thing in my mind about episodes. I said I wanted to do the Osbournes, and I am. That's coming in a few days. Um, But last week I had skipped Sister Wives to talk about Love is Blind after the altar. Um, Thank you again to everybody that listened and uh, liked that episode. Again, those the <laughs> Love is Blind After the Altar was, was a fun watch. I, I worried that I sounded like I was really unhappy during that episode, but I truly do enjoy watching them. I just, uh, the people on that show are kind of insufferable, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Anyways, um, but I wanted to not get far behind in Sister Wives because, you know, big shit's happening. So I wanted to get out the episode covering the last two episodes of Sister Wives. And then in a few days, the Osborns episode will be coming out. I will say just a little, you know, little peek about the Osborns. And that has been a fun watch. Um, some of it has not aged well, like I said. <laughs> However, um, I never realized how much pop culture was ingrained and introduced to my mind through the Osbournes. Um, I think I was allowed to watch TV more mature for my age uh, than I should have <laughs> when I was a kid. I think my I definitely did not have very monitored TV access. In fact, my parents watched the Osbournes with me. <laughs> and that kind of like introduced me into who Ozzy Osbourne was and Black Sabbath and Anyways, so just watching it back, especially the first and second seasons, I can't rem- I can't believe how many things in that show I still think about fairly regularly as like, oh yeah, remember that time that Kelly Osbourne said that Christina Aguilera sings ridiculously? <laughs> or funny moments, funny things that Sharon Osbourne says about like, the devil speaks to me, and she says, go to Tiffany's with a stop at Cartier. <laughs> you know, Ozzy shuffling around in his Adidas sweatpants, walking around, you know, Sharon! Jack and Kelly are fucking insane. That's also where I forgot to, the Osbournes are where I found out about the used, you know? when Kelly dated the lead singer, Burt McCracken. And I also still to this day remember them mentioning that he pukes on stage. (laughs) And so that's why they called him pukey. Like all of this type of stuff that has been crystallized into my memory came from that show. So I'm really excited to talk about it. It'll be coming out in a few days, probably Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm thinking. Um, But today I want to talk about uh, episode three and four of Sister Wives. Um, I'm going to give more of the highlights about season three because part of what happens in season, or I'm sorry, give the highlights of episode three because part of what happens in episode three, they bring back and talk about again in episode four in true uh, Sister Wives fashion. So (laughs) that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about those two. Uh, (laughs) I watched episode four this morning and Ooh, again, more crazy fucking misogyny, weird patriarchal mindset coming from Cody again. It's, yeah. Um, but like I said, the important stuff that happens in season, or in episode three, um, they have a Zoom call about the kids' schools are opening back up. Again, this was like, I'm curious when did their schools start opening back up? I thought schools opened up at, like, the... I'm so sick of wondering about this COVID shit. Oh, I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of seeing COVID on my TV, in fact. Anyways, um, so 
we bring that back up in episode four, so I'll, I'll talk about that Zoom call with everybody then. Um, but a big thing that we see in episode three is that poor Mary, and I mean this genuinely, uh, her mom, Bonnie, dies. And we already knew this happened <laughs> on social media. I don't mean it as it's funny, but because the show is so fucking behind, like I say all the time. Uh, we already knew that Bonnie passed away on social media a year and a half ago, like last spring. But it's really sad now to see like the footage. So, um, yeah, I, I guess we're getting into it. <laughs> Anyways, so we saw in episode three that Mary found out her dad, her mom had been in bad health and had en- had been having a heart attack for a few days. It sounds like, and so we see Mary, of course self-recording and she's driving clearly upset uh she says she has a five-hour drive to get to where her mom is in utah just a little catch-up mary's mom runs mary's b&b that she bought in parowan utah is where i believe i think it's a little south of kind of outside of um salt lake city maybe don't quote me on that uh i'll look it up on a map but anyways it's five hours from Flagstaff, so I guess if eight, it's eight hours to Salt Lake City, so about three hours south of uh, Salt Lake City. Maybe let's let's think of it that way. Anyways, Mary's driving herself, no TLC producers, not a sister wife or an older kid. Of course, Cody wouldn't come with her while her mother is, you know, on her deathbed and she's rushing to be with her. So she had to make that trip all by herself. But remember, people, the benefits of plural marriage is that it gives you the gift of a, a big family to be around you all the time. You know, in one of your hardest moments, like when your mother dies, no one, no one's with her. Robin, no Janelle, one of the kids. Like, it's just, it's so sad to see that she had to drive herself alone. And then what's even more distressing is, like, we find out that Bonnie dies. Well, Mary finds out that Bonnie has actually died in the car and i mean she is breaking down hysterical as you would expect someone who just found out their mother died like what how is she by herself how did the producers find that to be okay i anyways so um you know she makes it to utah i know leon and audrey spent time with her there um, which is nice, but it's also, you know, it's definitely hard. I, and Mary says, like, she doesn't quite know what to do, especially with the B&B. You know, it's, it, everything feels so un- up in the air and she doesn't know what to do without her mom. Then, like, during that part, the wives and Cody gave nice, you know, talking heads and kind of memories about Bonnie. And that was sweet. Cody mentions that he fell in love with her first, um, when she, when he met Mary. Shocker. <laughs> Uh, and then Janelle has said that, you know, she thought Bonnie was always great with their kids and was a wonderful grandmother. Robin made it about her and said that Bonnie was always welcoming to her and the family because, you know, the best thing you can do to, to Robin is make sure she's welcomed. <laughs> but then what was really the most, like, touching part and something I really thought was, like, a really poignant uh, story to share, to share, to share, was um, Christina... Christina, goddamn, I am all over my mouth, goddamn. Okay, so Christine was saying that uh, when her mom left the church, Christine's mom was a plural wife and left. And this happened, God, early in the season, in the the series. Um, Christine says that put a strain on her relationship with her mom. And Mary's mom always advocated to Christine that she should reconcile with her mother, you know, despite you know, Bonnie being very religious herself and being a sister wife, she always, you know, made a point to Christine that she should always reconcile with her mother despite leaving the faith. And so that was a nice thing and very fitting for her to share. And then I I will say we do see a talking head at one point of Cody in what looks like a room at the B&B, Lizzie's Heritage Inn that Mary owns. Like I said, um, and it looks like he's kind of in a nice shirt and tie, so I'm, I'm going to imagine and seem hopeful he 
got his head out of his ass and managed to actually make it to Bonnie's funeral and pay his respects to, you know, his first mother-in-law, which he says and calls her. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's sad. Rest in peace to Bonnie. And I do genuinely feel bad for Mary because that's got to be, I mean, I can't imagine. That's really, really tough. So, uh, the other big highlight from episode three was that McKelty and Tony have their first baby. Again, last fucking April. <laughs> uh, baby Avalon. That's her name. It's an interesting... Was, isn't there a Disney princess named Princess Avalon? I feel like I've heard that name, you know, my nieces and nephews in the ether talking about. I'll have to Google that, too. Anyways, so they do a home birth, uh, which we all know is the preferred method of, of birth for the sister wives. And we find out that Tony uh, originally was not too keen on that idea. I mean, it's pretty obvious Tony, you know, we know Tony did not grow up in plural marriage. He actually grew up Catholic and then converted to Mormonism. Also, for people who are not uh, familiar, McKelty is Christine's second oldest daughter. She has six kids. Aspen's the oldest, then McKelty. And Tony is Tommy is McKelty's husband. He is a fucking nightmare. Their wedding episodes are really funny. Um, he's a total groomzilla. Just he's easy to make fun of. I hate to say it, but they make he's he's such an easy target. But I'll leave it at that. Um, but anyway, so Tony actually grew up Catholic. Uh, he's Mexican, and then converted to. And I mention he's Mexican because he during their wedding he wanted authentic street tacos and a big thing with him is that they always had to be authentic mexican street tacos and they had to have four thousand of them because they had 400 people that they invited to their big ass polygamous wedding well not polygamous but like because mckelty has a fuck ton of family from polygamy uh, i assume tony has a lot of family too but yeah that was a big thing they made jokes about how Tony needed 4,000 Mexican street tacos for their wedding. I don't know how many they ended up needing, but God, that was, that was funny. Anyways, I don't know why I went into that. Tony did not grow up with, with knowing people that were born, going to have babies at the hospital, plain simple. Uh, and then we heard the wives like give their opinions and obviously all of them are pretty much for home birth. I'm pretty agnostic to it. Like, whatever floats your boat, as long as the mom and baby are healthy, then, uh, you know, I think everything is kosher. So, yeah, the baby is, is born at home. We see what looks like a very long, hard, like, painful labor <laughs> with McKelty. And, um, like, what... Again, these babies were born a fucking year and a half ago. McKelty is about to pop out now with twins soon. Which I found out online she is having a hospital birth for. Because I guess you can't do home birth with twins. So you learn something new every day. Not that I really care if she's having a hospital. Well, I mean, I hope that it's it's safe and stuff for her. Anyways, um, during the birth, we learn more about that mckelty and robin actually are the closest like mckelty besides her own mother christine she has the closest bond with robin and we saw flashbacks of it looked like uh mckelty was robin's nanny or something for a minute when she was engaged to code i'm i'm confused by the timing but like i assume she lived near the brown family when this was happening i don't know anyways so, Robin and McKelty have a very strong bond. McKelty invited Robin to be at the birth, but Robin kind of made her whole little, Ooh, um, yeah, I, I guess I'll try. We'll see with COVID. Of course she couldn't, because probably Cody didn't let her. Uh, and so, what they did was they included Robin through Zoom pretty much the entire time, which was very thoughtful and a big idea of them, because Christine really I guess didn't have to agree with that. I mean, she's a good sister wife. And we see, like, throughout the whole episode, well, throughout the labor part, Christine makes a huge point to keep Robin in the loop 
about everything because, you know, she's seeing things through Zoom. And, like, at one point, McKelty's, like, full-on fucking crowning. And Christine just, like, snaps a picture of her, her crotch with Tony's phone and puts it right up to the computer screen for Robin to see. You know, but of course, according to Cody, Christine is a shitty sister wife and is super selfish. You know. Uh, also, it's <laughs> mentioning <laughs> Robin. During the labor, we hear at one point McKelty and Christine tell Robin she should probably take a shower and get dressed. <laughs> I thought Robin was so busy during the day and like that's why she has a nanny. Why does she have to be told to... To take a shower, get dressed, like something isn't adding up. But anyways, you know, Robin is very present throughout all of the labor. You know, she sees baby Avalon is born via Zoom. So the baby's healthy. McKelty sounded like she was in incredible pain the entire, <clears throat> excuse me, the entire time. Uh, God, the screams that she made. I mean, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. More power to her, eh? But definitely reinforces my choice to never give birth. I'm terrified of that. Oh, that pain. I think maybe that's why I don't think I would ever be able to do a home birth if I did give birth. Because I would want pain meds right away. Ugh. But that's just me. Anyways. So, that was kind of like the, the gist of season, or episode three. And then... We start off in episode four. So this I'm going to give a little bit more into. In this episode, we see Christine is back from stinky, nasty St. George, Utah, which ironically is where McKelty and Tony and the new granddaughter live. But I guess it's gross. <laughs> um, Christine is saying that the baby looks just like Tony and that Tony makes a very cute girl. Uh, I don't think that will last for long. But also, like, when it, the baby's born, it has, she has dark brown hair. And now, from what I've seen on Instagram, like, McKelty just posted a picture last week of the baby. She has, like, a full head of blonde hair. So she's, that poor baby's gonna look more like Cody in some point. But, um, that baby looks nothing like Tony now. Thank goodness. But anyways, Christine, she's beaming. She's a new, you know, biological grandmother. As we know, Christine does have a very close relationship with Maddie, Janelle's oldest daughter, uh, and her kids, her grandkids and stuff. So, you know, but this is Christine's, like, first biological grandchild. Uh, and, you know, now that she's back, it's time to tell the wives that she has left Cody. And I guess they're going to figure out how they co-parent their kids. I don't... I didn't know that Christine was too interested in having, like, the wives co-parent. I guess more of trying to bring... She's probably trying to bring up, like, co-parenting with Cody or whatever that looks like. So, but first, we see cars driving up to me at Coyote Pass. But never mind, it's just Janelle and Cody. Uh, and <laughs> they're walking up and getting out of their car and Janelle asks Cody, What's wrong? And Cody says, Ugh, just a lot of pressure. You know, I don't know if he was listening to some queen, you know. Under pressure, pushing down on me, pushing down on you. Oh, now I know. Maybe? No? Anyways. Janelle has talked to a realtor. And apparently Janelle's landlord is selling the house that she's currently in. You know, the one that Cody isn't even on the lease for. <laughs> and I guess it's at a great price, but it's also a fixer-upper so probably why it's at a great price. Anyways, so she was thinking of buying it, but she also thinks the money that she would be putting into that mortgage and down payment would be better spent towards building on Coyote Pass. Uh, Janelle is the one wife that is like really gung-ho into like putting the pedal to the metal about uh, Coyote Pass and building. So then we find out Cody explains with very little reason and logic behind it that they're turning Coyote Pass into five lots now. Originally, when they were buying the property, they were only going to buy two, but they ended up buying all four, which they had surveyed and, you know, all the shit that you do to establish lots. 
you know, they show us all the schematics of it on the, the thing and whatnot, but now they want to turn it into five? Is it for the grow-up that we heard about Janelle, like her greenhouse she talked about last season? <laughs> does Cody want his own land? Like, Also, does it rezoning cost more money? Like, more money they're dumping into this property? And, like, I have a lot of questions. If Christine is leaving, why do they need to split, split it into th- five lots? I... Well, what's funny is then, in a talking head, Cody wants to make it out to be, like, so much is in the air about Coyote Pass because Christine owns part of the land, and he has no idea if she's going to want to sell. Will she even want to sell it to us? You know, Cody wants to make it seem like Christine is, like, ready to fuck him three ways to Sunday because she is said she's leaving him. Um, I highly suspect, and I Christine actually kind of mentions it later on, I don't think Christine will give a fuck about holding on to her part of Coyote Pass. Like, she didn't want to live on that prairie dog dump toxic wasteland in the first place. Um, although we won't find out about what happens to the zoning and any of this type of shit until probably like 2024 in season 20 when they finally talk about what the hell is going on in 2022 with the family. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Janelle's major motivation is she wants to put money into building as soon as possible and like janelle makes a point in a talking head that cody gets himself all twisted up about this stuff but like she literally is saying i don't have a house we need to start this you know so for this this is pressing janelle and you know she's gonna have to be out of her house soon and so she needs to make sure she has a roof over her head and (laughs) so this is the meeting that Janelle tells Cody she wants to get an RV. <laughs> so people who follow the wives on Instagram and Reddit and are up to date, you know, follow more and are insane like me about this show will know that uh, Janelle lived on a in an RV for about a year and was sharing it on Instagram for a while. And this was on Coyote Pass. We all were hoping as a fandom maybe she was living in the RV and she had left Cody. I didn't think necessarily... I don't think Janelle will ever leave Cody. That's one of my things I don't think will ever happen. But you never know. Anyways, so she's been living in this RV for a, a while and we've been seeing it on Instagram. But now we're finding out on the show this is the RV we were seeing. Um, So her plan is to put the RV on Coyote Pass and then pretty much put all of her resources towards starting the build of her house or some kind of house. They make it kind of sound like it's going to be small. Um, So I'm like, okay, is that just what Janelle's going to have? And then eventually the wives will build, you know, Robin and Mary will build too? I don't know. But either way, Janelle wants to start building. Cody, though, on the other hand, this man, I've never met someone so pro-renting and dumping money into shit he can't later on sell. Like, Cody is always full on, and I'm not saying, oh, if you rent and not trying to buy a house, you're, uh, I don't own a house. But for Cody, he is a person that, he's always looking for what's going to be a good investment. What's going to be, well, renting a super expensive rental in Flagstaff, because we know that, like, the market is very hard to find rentals. The housing market is probably even harder, too. Um, you know, like, he's trying to convince Robin, or I'm sorry, Janelle, that she should rent? But, like, dude, if she didn't want the RV, probably getting the mortgage on that cheaper house would have been a better idea and saved you money in the long run. But, Of course, Cody has no fucking idea what to do with his money ever and ever think about long-term. Like, you know. But of course, it's easier for him to pay $20 to a babysitter and make $200 an hour at at work. God, this... Oh my god. He's a fucking idiot. Anyways. (laughs) But it doesn't matter what Cody thinks because Janelle put the money down on an RV anyways. I, I love that. I wouldn't want to live in an RV, but I love that Janelle was like, I don't give a fuck if Cody agrees. I already did it. <laughs> so fuck around if she's going to fuck if she's going to wait around for Cody to decide if he's going to, you know, piss, scream or wind his watch. 
Um, and apparently the model she's getting, there's only one brand new model in the country? Okay. So, uh, I guess it's going to be coming to Utah, and they have to figure out how to get the... It's a fifth wheel, so it needs, like, a really big truck. And I guess Cody has a has a wussy, bitch-ass truck <laughs> that can't haul it. Uh, that point is made a few times, and I just love... Because Cody feels he has to be manly and talk about how manly it is it's funny the idea that he has a truck that can't pull a fifth wheel like how manly are you cody um cody then in a talking head says he's not sure how he feels about living in an rv uh like he's gonna spend any time there with janelle at all Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> but he's trying to convince us that he actually does spend time with his other wives besides Robin. And, you know, Christine is just a fucking nut job that wants to leave. It's, I don't know what her issue is, you know? That's seriously what Cody wants us all to think. Uh, he also feels like, you know, this is a decision Janelle is making without him. Because, you know, she actually has some urgency about finding a place to live. Cody, of course, doesn't have urgency because he just wants to, like, wring his hands about what to do with this shit. And then he can go back to Robin's house and cry in his closet about not having space there. Anyways, Janelle then says, like, she wakes up with a panic attack every night worrying about, like, what she's going to do. And so she's just, she's being bold and she's going for the damn thing you know, and she hopes that being actually on the property will help, you know, make building it a real thing, and it will, like, keep it in their mind, which I think is probably a good idea, you know, if you're on the land and seeing, you know, okay, we can do this, it's right here, I think it would probably make the ideas, you know, come to fruition more. Uh, But of course, I think it's easy, Cody keeps pushing it off and making excuses. Um... And then, pretty much so, we know Savannah's going to live in the RV with uh, Janelle. Savannah is Janelle's youngest daughter. And then, the two idiot boys, Gabe, he's going to get an apartment. And then Garrison is actually going to probably pull his trailer up on the property next to Janelle. (laughs) Of course, Cody doesn't seem thrilled, but it's not like he's going to spend much fucking time anyway there. So, um, (laughs) this is when... You know, Cody has to throw his shade at Janelle for doing something against, like, actually his wishes or consulting him because she actually needs to make a fucking decision. So Cody says in a talking head that in plural marriage, a wife could, you know, either be a teammate with you or work against you. And he said that Janelle would sometimes work against him and work sometimes with him. And I think he's referring to the time that she left for a bit in their family, which is talked about in their book, uh, Becoming Sister Wives. That's not on the show. But I guess a long... Not I guess, I know a long time ago, Janelle did leave the family and took the kids for a bit, but then came back. That was way before the show. Um, And then Cody continues saying that Christine, for a while, was, quote, fairly compliant. These are Cody's words. Until they didn't want to move back to Utah when Christine wanted to, so she decided to become a very independent woman. Fucking, this man is a monster. (laughs) Jesus. And then, according to Cody, Mary always went with things, usually. So she was a pushover. And then when Robin came into the family, because she is, you know, the saint, she really made sure to go with things and, and with the wives. Like, you know, she really put in the effort to go with the flow. Unlike those bitches, Janelle and Christine, who just wanted to be independent. God damn it. So, you know, Cody then says he guesses after all this time he's learned that all of the wives have their own breaking points where they won't continue to do what's best for the other wives, a.k.a. what is best for him and Robin and Robin's kids, and that Janelle has done that before. So this is like Janelle working against him and doing what she wants in his eyes because, you know, she's not going to have anywhere to live and I don't see any of the other wives opening their doors up. Um... So, you know, this is just Janelle working against him and what the other is best for the other sister wives. Whatever. (laughs) Then Cody says, like, he has PTSD from moving and, like, I I don't know. He's so back and forth and wishy-washy. He sounds so stupid. Like, you 
moving is so stressful because you don't know how to plan well, sir. And you literally fly by the seat of your pants and don't find rentals or any place to live for your family until, like, you arrive in town. God. Like, I remember, too, remember when they first moved to Vegas and they, like, lived in a two-week or three-week, like, rental, like a vacation house or something, and then... Those poor kids moved probably three or four times within that that school year when they first moved to Vegas. Like, that... Ugh, he's so unstable. It's like, no wonder you fucking hate moving, because you suck at it. <laughs> um, and then Janelle says that she doesn't really think Cody listens to her when she tells him stuff. Duh. Uh, because she lets us know that she has definitely talked about hit this to him, and he's like, you know, now that he's hearing about it, he's like, what? You're buying a trailer? Like, it's the first time he's ever heard it, you know. Yeah, because we know Cody doesn't fucking listen. <laughs> Anyways, so now we are with Christine again, and she's self-recording. Uh, and this is where we talk about the Zoom call that was in the episode before. So this was another big highlight of last episode. And so schools are starting to open back up in Flagstaff. I don't... I. This is probably in April, because Christine is in... Uh, Utah when Avalon is born during this conversation. Um, and so they are talking about what the other kids are gonna, gonna do. Janelle's one daughter, Savannah, she's deciding to stay online. I'm not sure what grade she's in. I think she's probably early high school. Um, and all of her friends are deciding to stay online as well. So, you know, she figured she will. Cool. Cody loves that because he thinks, good, Savannah is complying with me, probably. <laughs> you know, in his eye, he's like, ooh, I'll see Savannah. I'll reward her with my time because she's complying with me. You know that's what fucking Cody is thinking. Mary is just silent and on the Zoom call. Looks like she's just like a stranger that one, like, get a free Zoom call. When, when a Zoom call with the sister wives and she's just like peeping in on the conversation, you know, since her child has been long out of school and doesn't even leave near them. But hey, Mary, good to see you. <laughs> Glad you're here. Uh, so now the big thing and what really causes more strife and proves again that Cody is an asshole and doesn't care about his other kids. Christine's daughter, Isabel, is a senior in high school. And based on the timing of this, like I said, in early April, it sounds like she only has a few months left of the school year. And so, you know, she wants to go back to school and see her friends. It's very understandable. I, I get it. And a big thing that we saw from this last episode was that during the Zoom call, Cody essentially says, like, if Christine allows Isabel to go back to school in person, well, he's not coming around. <laughs> he also mentions that he thought it would be a better idea for the kids to do school online than be at school all day having to wear a mask. So, unsurprisingly, I think Cody is anti-mask. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Based on all the pictures we've seen of him at those fucking gun shows, packed with people, unmasked, you know, buying their guns. And, you know, the pictures we've seen of him at the mall waiting outside Victoria's Secret with Robin, unmasked. God bless the Sister Wife subreddit, seriously, because they find the best shit and post it. So we know Cody's out in these streets, unmasked, not social distancing. Anyways... Um, Cody says in the Zoom call that he asked Brianna, Robin's daughter, to not go back to school for the rest of the year. Well, that was nice of you, Cody. <laughs> According to Cody, Brianna isn't as social as Isabel, uh, probably because they don't allow her to be. <laughs> and I also don't think Brianna was moving across the country to go to college like Isabel would be in a few months when this was filmed. So, you know, Christine makes a point like, Cody never asked that of Isabel, and Isabel would have loved to have her dad call and ask, like, hey, don't go back to school in person because I'd love to be able to see you and spend time with you and have a relationship with you, but he did not do that. So, you know, Cody has put this choice on Isabel, you know, well, she can see me or her friends, and I'm just allowing her to do that, playing it very much like, what? I'm not doing anything. She's making her choice. And even Janelle made a point during that Zoom call, like, it's a crappy thing to put on her. And, like, you know, Cody should make the time to go and see Isabel. And 
<laughs> that was also during the Zoom call. Cody says that he was hoping to go over to Christine's house and hang out with Isabel and Gwendolyn while Christine was in Utah helping McKelty during give birth. And Cody, you know, of course, just expects Christine to, like, set up daily COVID tests or something. Because, you know, she took care of everything else regarding their kids for 25 years. But Christine tells Cody, like, Isabella's 17. She has the link to set up her own tests. So she can do that. You can get in touch with Isabel. And Cody, of course, takes this as, like, Christine is trying to sabotage him from having any relationship with their kids now that she's told him that she's leaving. (laughs) And, you know, so he's just trying to keep his narrative going that Christine is this home-wrecking bitch that wants to, like, destroy his relationship with his kids. But really, what is happening is Cody never got a hold of the girls when Christine was gone to say, hey, I want to come over and see you, you know, so go get a COVID test and we can spend some time together. He's just, what, expecting the girls will take a COVID test every day, hoping that that will be the day he'll come and visit them? Like... What? Also, like, he's a parent. If he's so upset that Christine doesn't set up the appointments, why doesn't he do it? He could schedule the test for them, but he probably doesn't even know their fucking birthdays or have any, like, actual information to, like, set up an appointment for him. So, because, I mean, let's be real, Cody is pretty much an absent parent. (laughs) Also, um, then Cody makes a point that... It's cold. It's cold in Flagstaff. You know, so for a while it wasn't even really possible to go outside to hang out at Christine's. You know, it's chilly. And he makes a point during the Zoom call that, like, it started snowing. You know, the weather in Flagstaff, it's just so unpredictable. Yet, like, we always see Cody as, like, chopping wood anytime he gets bored or, like, the sun... I, I, I don't even know. That man loves to fucking chop wood. Why don't you make a fucking fire pit and use that wood you chopped and sit around with the kids? That will, you know, warm you up. You won't be too chilly. Like, this man literally is blaming the weather for not being able to see his kids. <laughs> he is, he's breaking out new excuses, you know? I love that. <laughs> so back to the school thing. Cody essentially is chalking it up to, like, Christine created this problem by saying Cody's never around, so, you know, Isabel should just go back to school. And then Cody says, these are actually his words, sorry, I have standards. He's talking about, what? Because Christine wasn't following his COVID protocols, and, you know, she's traveling all around, like he says, and, you know, that's why Cody has standards, and so he's not coming over to see his kids. What a fucking goon. And again, in his mind, he's like, what? I'm just giving Isabel what she wants, you know? This is Christine's fault that this is a problem. You know, he's just, she wants to see her friends. Not even thinking like, oh, maybe my daughter would like to hear me ask her to not go so I could see her. And again, like, we come back to the point that it's not fair for Isabel to have to be forced to see her dad and her friends. Oh my god. Anyways, um... (laughs) we now go to the part where Janelle has to tell the wives that she bought the trailer and Janelle admits that like it was impulsive and everyone comes over they got their lawn chairs in tow Cody's shaking his pink plexus MLM drink that the wives hawk uh and so Janelle tells the wives she bought it and Christine is horrified (laughs) she says she could never but she's also not surprised. And we get, like, some pretty funny flashbacks of Janelle over the years and her affinity for camping. Uh, in one scene, she's, like, setting up a tent, a, a tent, a tent. And then I guess the wives at one point took a camping trip, but Christine and Robin stayed in hotels and then Mary and Janelle stayed on RVs. It's surprising because I thought they hated each other. Anyways, uh, Janelle has apparently always wanted to do that do this live on you know the land in an rv and you know christine thinks it's crazy mary's like i would never want to do it uh and robin is like yeah that sounds miserable but essentially they're all like knock yourself out janelle and then janelle tells him also she saw she bought the trailer sight unseen and the (laughs) the wives are even more horrified christine just like laughs right out loud when she hears 
And Janelle then explains, like, she hopes to start building on the land in two, three to four months. I think it's going to be more like five to six months, Janelle. Let's be real. (laughs) But she ultimately plans to live in the trailer for a year. So it's going to take a year. Do we know is anything even built on it? Like, I don't think we've seen any pictures of stuff being built. Have we? If we have, someone let me know if if you've seen pictures of Janelle's house actually being built on this. Has she taken pictures? Has she shared anything? I don't think she has. And this is well over a year ago. But anyways, um, so the wives are kind of like, I hope you can handle the winters. Uh, they're pretty brutal in Flagstaff. But, you know, Janelle's practical. I'm sure she's thought about this. And then we hear Mary starting to throw a little shade, and she says she doesn't understand why Janelle is trying to, like, pump everyone up about her decision, because they aren't going to be living with her, but she thinks maybe Janelle needs validation from them because Cody isn't giving it to her? Okay, Mary. Where's that coming from? But, uh, then we hear a point, too, that I guess Janelle has always wanted to put a bathroom out of the property? I mean, I guess it's, like, so when they hang out and have bonfires and stuff, they have a place to, you know, take a dump and stuff. And then Mary again says, yeah, I know Chanel has always wanted to put a bathroom out on the property. So this just sounds like a really expensive outhouse. Um, okay, coming from the bitch that wanted a wet bar and French doors in her five-bedroom Vegas home. Shut the fuck up, Mary. Expensive outhouse. You'll be using that outhouse when you're on Coyote Pass and need to take a big old dump at a fucking bonfire talking shit go away mary so anyways we find out too that there isn't even electricity on the property yet or water so i guess they're gonna have to figure that out soon and i guess they're gonna have to have a service come out to deal with like their sewage so alrighty (laughs) um again they bring up the point they have to get a truck so janelle's gonna have to buy a truck as well to be able to haul the trailer to the property. And <laughs> we bring up the point again that uh, Cody has a wussy truck and he can't pull a fifth wheel. So he is a man bitch. We're just going to say that, okay? <laughs> I just want to keep saying that. Cody is a man bitch because he has a wussy truck. <laughs> um, and so, you know, he tells the wives it's a great idea for them to get the inspiration for you know, the property and to get the ball rolling for it, whatever. And he's happy to get rid of the house that Janelle is currently renting because he says he didn't really like living there anyways. You know, because he was there, what, every two weeks? <laughs> Robin also has said nothing this entire time. And, you know, he says it's it's going to be so great, even though in Talking Heads he's talking shit about it and saying that it's a terrible idea. But to the other wives he's saying it's going to be a great... And even though it's a fifth wheel, he'll be stepping out every day of his front door. Yes, every day, he says, to uh, see the property and, like, what they're building. Okay, Cody. I'm sure once they get on that property, Cody is going to be dragging his feet about everything there. So, I wonder if we'll, when we'll get updates on that. Like I said, if anybody knows, like, did Janelle, are they building anything? Did Janelle get a house on that property? Let me know. So, Christine now says, like, she knows, based on this conversation, she needs to let the wives know that she is leaving Cody and moving to Utah. She has no interest or plan to live on Coyote Pass, and Coyote Pass, and the next conversation that they have is going to be very heavy, and a lot different than the ones they're currently having. Yes, yes, you are right, Christine. Cody then, (laughs) to, like, end this little part, he asks the wives... Essentially to, like, manifest the shit out of building <laughs> Coyote Pass. And asks it, you know, he asks them to keep Coyote Pass in their thoughts and prayers. And, you know, if you have creative ideas, bring that to life. Pray about it. Because remember, this family is religious, I guess. <laughs> and so, yeah. So that's what Christine's gonna, or Janelle's gonna be doing. So now we get to the conversation that, I well, the beginning of it that Christine is going to tell the wives that she is leaving Cody. So they all come to meet at Christine's house. Of course, they're six feet apart outside with their lawn chairs in tow, always ready with a lawn chair. And it's 
it's really funny to see Cody interact with Mary when she comes in because he's like, hey, Mary, how's it going? Like, some friend of a friend he's met a few times to, like, hang out with or something. And, you know, she's just like, good. <laughs> I wish she would have been like, oh, I don't know, Cody. I'm, you know, only m- mourning the-, the death of my mother. So I guess I'm doing great. Thanks. <laughs> oh, Cody. Such a fucking idiot. Um, we hear to Christine that this is a very private conversation for now. So they're all filming it with their phones. Okay. So Christine brings it up and says to her, the sister wives, you know, it's no secret her and Cody have been in a rough spot for a long time. And she tells them that she's decided she's going to leave Cody. And, you know, there's a very silent few seconds. And, you know, she says she's making a decision for joy and peace and happiness. And she says that there wasn't a lot of peace until she decided to leave. And she feels strongly that this is the best choice for her. Robin then, of course, lets out her fake little tears and says, I was so worried that this was what you were going to talk about. And she says to Christine she knew that, you know, she had packed her stuff. Robin's goddamn fucking names. Cody's stuff up. Robin knows that Christine packed his stuff up and, you know, had hoped maybe it wasn't final, but Christine is like, nah, it's final. (laughs) Um, Of course, Robin is in shock. She doesn't know what to say. Robin says it isn't computing. Shocker. I don't think many things compute for Robin. Mary says, you know, this is a big announcement. Yeah. Yeah, it is, Mary. You know, she doesn't know as well. She's just processing. Uh, Janelle says that intellectually she knows that this was coming. uh, But it's hard to know something and then actually have it happen. So, you know, she's kind of shocked. But also, she knew that it was going to come. And this is when Christine tells them that she's planning to move to Utah. And then this is when she thinks it's a good idea to offer Janelle if she wants to rent her house. (laughs) But I'm like... You literally already know that Janelle has bought an RV. Like, a little too late, Christine. I... (laughs) And even Cody is like, wait, what? Are you bringing it up now after Janelle's conversation for that? And even them, like, Mary and Robin both are like, what? This is is a lot. Like, I, I don't think Christine needed to offer that. Like, that just seemed a little unnecessary, but okay. Um... You know, Janelle says in the group she knows that this was about to happen, and Janelle and Christine have had discussions, and Christine has said stuff to Janelle's kids, which I do want to hear more about. We know that Cody has said that before, that, you know, Christine has told the older kids and other people in the family she's wanted to leave. You know, so that's why he doesn't want to be fooling around with her. (laughs) Um, And also Janelle says she has seen stuff that Christine has texted to her kids about leaving. I want to know what that is, too. So, you know, of course, Janelle says her biggest concern is like, what about the kids? What happens with the kids? And Christine is trying to kind of say, you know, the kids are going to still be great. It's just they're going to be different looking. And then in a talking head, Mary is again throwing some more shade. And she says, you know, if women are not married to the same man, you're no longer sister wise together. And so she can't really imagine what their future is going to be like. I mean, that's pretty much what they're all saying. Like, they can't imagine what their future is going to be like. Okay. Um, you know, Janelle also says, you know, Christine is the front and center in all of her memories of the family. You know, Christine's been the fabric of everything in their family. And, you know, of course, we know that Christine watched all of Janelle's kids for her while Janelle worked over the years. And, you know, Janelle admits that, like, Christine is as big in her life as Cody is. And that's, I mean, that's a lot of credit giving to Christine because she really was. And I mean, she's probably a bigger presence in Janelle's life, Janelle's kids' lives than Cody is, you know, which says a lot. Um, and then Robin, of course, is like, are you sure? Are you sure, sure, sure? Christine's like, yes, I am. And then we get a talking head of Robin essentially reflecting and projecting all of her v- feelings about getting divorced uh, and that it's going to be a lot of people intertwined in this, so it will be hard. Yes, I will give her that. Having 18 kids and, like, three sister wives makes getting a divorce a lot harder than just divorcing one spouse. And that's, like, a point that Robin tries to make. But you can tell she's doing some major projecting because she's like, 
I'm looking at Cody and wondering, are you going to let this happen? Let. Let this happen. Because, of course, in Robin's mind, it's about Cody letting Christine leave him. And then, you know, Robin says that she's looking at Christine and asking in her mind, are you sure? Because Robin in her head, you know, she's saying she went through a divorce on a much smaller scale. And it was hell. And it's still hell. And it was hell for a long time. You know, projecting. (laughs) And... You know, I think Robin would agree that her getting divorced was for the best because, you know, she found her knight in shining armor, Cody, to take over the role for her kids of being dad. And, you know, she then says that the divorce is still hard on her kids. I'm curious what that is about because Cody adopted them and, like, Robin pretty much, like, erased their dad from all of their pictures and everything. So I'm like, what's that? So, anyways, uh, yeah, Robin does a lot of, like, I've been divorced, and it sucks. Are you sure? It's like, why would you want to force somebody to stay in an unhappy marriage just because you know that divorce is hard? Anyways, you know, back in the conversation, Janelle asked, kind of like, how are they going to unravel something that, you know, has been together for so long? Yada, yada, yada. And, like, Christina's just saying, like, look, this is going to look different. But we have to unravel it. <laughs> like, and Mary, Mary pipes up during the conversation. She's like, it's not that easy, Christine. It's not just going to look different. And yeah, it's right. But like, just because they've been together for so long does not mean that that's why they should stay together. Just staying together for the sake of having been together for so long does not, it, that's not love. That's not like staying together to like work on a marriage. And I don't know that point is really weird of the the wives to make that but okay um and then in a talking head mary again kind of starts projecting well not again but now we see mary projecting about how you know when all the wives made a commit got married they made a commitment to each other you know they all did it and now it's bullshit that christine wants to leave you know, okay, Mary, just because you want to stay around and be miserable with somebody who doesn't want you around doesn't mean Christine has to just because it's been 30 years. Like, go away. Shut up. Anyways, so then Janelle asks, you know, since Christine is moving to Utah, what is going to happen with, with Truly? And Christine pretty much says it's going to be hard, but, and she actually says that she is taking her from Cody. And, you know, she doesn't beat around the bush about it. Good for her. And Janelle asks, like, wait, so she's never coming back? And this is when Cody finally starts talking and he says, well, you can't take her from me because they will have to have some shared custody and we will have to share 50-50. Um, what? 50-50? You aren't even around 50-50 now, sir. What are you, what are you smoking? Um, you know, and then, of course, in a talking head, Cody says he doesn't know what that custody situation actually looks like. He's just... You know, he's just barking at this moment to make sure that, you know, he can object and say that he's not going to have his his custody taken. Okay. So, and that's when Cody in the conversation turns into his manipulative ass cells and says that him and Christine haven't talked about her moving. She just told him and she didn't ask him about moving his stuff out. She just did it. And she never asked him about moving to Utah and taking truly from him. She's just doing it. But he never allowed Christine to do it. He's saying that at his point, like, I never allowed this. You're just doing it. It's like, uh, people don't just ask, hey, honey, I'm leaving you. So is it okay if I pack up your shit and don't allow you to stay here anymore? Like, you dummy. What? That's not how leaving your ass works. She's not asking you for permission. She's fucking telling you. Ugh. But of course, again, Cody is trying to make it out to be, you know, Christine, this dirty ass bitch leaving me, making this all terrible because she wants to leave. You know, and Christine says back in the conversation, she can't stay in this limbo anymore and she needs to go. It's just too painful. And Cody insists he's going to be involved in Truly's life. And, you know, he's not sure what Christine's intentions are for moving to Utah and taking Truly away from him. Like... Her, God, her intention is to go be happy. And uh, this is when Christine, she gets real. And in a talking head, she's like, it's ironic he wants to be so involved in my kids' lives now that I'm leaving. 
You know, if he wants 50-50 custody, he could have had it the entire fucking time we were here. He doesn't get 50-50. He hasn't been around enough for that. Damn right. Fucking say it, Christine. And now we fucking say it. He did. He wasted all the time in the world that he could have made time to be with Truly. But what? It was too chewy. And they were traveling. But no, now he insists he's entitled to 50-50 custody. Oh, that would be so infuriating. I can't believe Christine kept it together in that conversation. I would want to wring his fucking neck if he started on that with me. Whew. Sorry. I am not a, I am not as good of a person as Christine is. <laughs> Anyways, um, Cody then is saying again that Christine is complaining about his presence and like he's just not around. But, you know, she forgets what she signed up for being in plural marriage. And, you know, she just needs to realize that he's not going to be around, Okay. He didn't say that part, but like, uh, that's just, he's, he did say she forgets what she signed up for being in plural marriage. So like, that's okay for her to be lonely and have an intimate list marriage. So Christine then goes on to say she's planning to move in September. And of course she's going to work to figure out the holidays, birthdays, that stuff. We do see, and we've seen quite a bit online that Christine has made a lot of time for truly to visit with Christine, to be back in Flagstaff, uh, I hope Cody has gone and visited her in Utah, you know, so I think Christine actually has done that and has tried to keep, you know, them together, and Janelle mentions that she's worried about Truly's relationship with Solomon and Ari, and Robin, Robin's youngest kids are Solomon and Ari, and Christine's truly, like, Christine is, like, Truly isn't close with them, like, she's closer with her siblings in Utah, like, um, you know, and Christine makes a point, like, Truly's accepted, and she's loved in Utah. She doesn't really have a community around here. Again, you know, that's Christine's fault in Cody's eyes, so whatever. <laughs> and then, like, Cody, again, he says he doesn't understand why Christine has to move, because she travels to Utah to see those people all the time anyways. Okay. <laughs> So then Robin kind of gets her sad puppy dog face, and she's like, so you're talking about the kids, but does that mean you're done with us? And Christine says, no, that isn't the case, and we'll have times that we're close and times that we aren't as much. Uh, I'm curious if that will actually stay, because we know Christine said in the last episode, or two episodes ago, like, she's not that close with Mary and Robin, that will probably stay that way, but she's close with Janelle, uh, and that will probably stay that way. And then Robin asks her, like, oh, so you don't want to move out onto the property with them? Yeah, she doesn't. Christine's like, no. Like, what the fuck do you think, Robin? <laughs> she said she wants to move to Utah. No, she doesn't want to move out to her fucking property with you. Oh, my God. Robin, do you have a brain? Seriously, she's like the fucking Tin Man. No, not the Tin Man. The... I need a fucking brain now. <laughs> the scarecrow. That's right. The Tim Man needed a heart. Lion needed courage. Anyway, okay. Where am I? Um. So, Robin talks in a in her talking head. She says she hasn't seen good examples of the aftermath of sister wives leaving. Oh, I imagine why. And so that scares her. And then Mary, Miss Miss Shady Mary, this episode. She's a. I don't know if she's like mourning her mom so she's got a little shade and she's feeling unhappy but anyway she says she knows christine wasn't happy back when they all lived in utah and christine's good at putting on a front i wonder what that means <laughs> uh and then cody asks back in the conversation what do you gain by leaving like what her happiness like what the fuck and christine says like family her parents and then she mentions plural families that they're friends with. And so Cody, like, becomes this gatekeeper in his talking head and essentially is saying, like, she can't be around plural families and plural, you know, marriage communities anymore because she left one. Kind of like, you know, why would you want to be around those people in Utah when you left us? And then Cody then brings up <laughs> more about, like, the, the boyfriend that Christine wants to get. He says that... uh I really can't see other reason why she wants to get away except so she can, like, date some other guy and, you know, get the stink of me off of her. I mean, you're not wrong about the stink of you, but, um, 
you know, I think she just wants to get away from fucking Flagstaff, a place that she didn't want to move to in the first place. Cody and his idea that, like, Robin has, or, uh, Christine has this, like, boyfriend that she's left him for is really funny and that she's, like, gonna steal all of his money with this secret boyfriend. (laughs) So back in the conversation, Robin asks Christine if uh, she still believes in plural marriage. And Christine plainly says, I believe plural marriage works for people who want to make it work. And Robin also asks her, like, do you have a testament for it anymore? And Christine's like, nope. And then Cody, he continues to chalk it up that Christine just needed more attention than he could give her because he spread thin in plural marriage, and so that's why plural marriage doesn't work for her. Yep, that's it. Don't take any ownership about having a favorite or expecting Christine to obey him in order for him to love her. You know, it's just he couldn't give her enough attention, so that's why she's leaving, you know. And then Robin asked Christine, like, if your relationship was good with Cody, would you still believe in it? And Christine's pretty much like, I don't, I don't know, and I'm not going to play what ifs, like, and I don't blame Christine here. Like, it doesn't do her any good because it's not what if. Like, this is the case. Her relationship sucks with Cody, and so that's why she's leaving. (laughs) Um, And so Christine makes a point that she's prayed a lot about plural marriage and Obviously, when she was young, she knew for sure what her testimony in plural marriage was, and she she knew she was meant for plural marriage, and God made her meant for plural marriage. But she's also prayed a lot over the years during her bad marriage, and I think she's come to realize that God is like her as a parent and doesn't want her to be miserable. And just like she doesn't want her kids to be miserable, God would want her to be happy. You know, I agree. I agree. If God is real, I think he wants us to be happy. Not in forced marriages just for the sake of staying married. Because what? It helps you build your celestial kingdom or something? Like, I wish all the women would understand that point more. Like, you staying in this marriage is not godly. (laughs) Like, God would not want you to be unhappy in a marriage. But what do I fucking know? Then in the, uh... This is where Cody kind of gets dark. <laughs> this is where Cody, they hit like the, the darkness in Cody's eyes just, it, it poof. And he says he's going to be honest and say he's angry. And, you know, they tried to redeem their, their marriage in Vegas, but it didn't work. And Christine agrees and says it just got worse when they got to Flagstaff. And then Cody continues to get on his toxic ass, patriarchy, fundamentalist shit and says that He's looking forward to being the house, the head of his household again. And he isn't going to allow them to circumvent him in that. And then he says, so if everyone is willing to conform to patriarchy again, because he's been fighting to make everyone happy and his bitterness is out of trying to do that and not having the family He thought about and designed. Those were his words. Conform to patriarchy. And the family I thought about and designed. What the fuck is he? That's some twisted shit. And then a a talking head, Janelle, is like, I did not sign up for patriarchy. And that's not what we agreed to when they got married. Cody disagrees in his talking head and says specifically that him and Janelle made an agreement for her to enter this family and that she would run her will into his because he is the head of the household? Yikes, yikes, yikes. What the fuck is that? I can't believe he had those words come. This man is demented. Oh, and then Cody continues to go on it in their group chat. If it's too awkward for the family, then we'll just not have the family together anymore. He's too old to not be respected anymore, and he's disappointed in how this has turned out, and he should have taken the reins earlier. And this is where it gets even weirder, and so fucked up, and shows his misogyny, and like his how much he wants to control. He said, but he saw all the women wanted independence, and that was important. So in that, they lost their form of unity. So in Cody's mind, he's essentially like, look what happened when I let you all be independent. Look at what happens when I let the ladies make some decisions. He is, oh my god. Every week when I think Cody can't say something shittier, more misogynistic, more misogynist, more just 
archaic in his view of masculinity and being like a dad and a father and a husband he he takes it up a notch he just goes for the ante again and he never ceases to amaze me oh my god so robin is then pouting in a talking head and she says this will rock them if they aren't careful about this and she hopes everyone is taking this seriously and that they have a responsibility now. It's a big dill. A dill. A big dill pickle, guys. <laughs> I always like... <laughs> I love how the uh, sister wives always pronounce deal. It's a big dill. <laughs> oh, and then Cody says back in the conversation, I guess I'm just sorry we failed. Uh, maybe you failed, sir. These women haven't failed. Don't put the whole family failing on Christine because she's leaving. And that's what he's doing. He's, you know, he's trying to sound sound like the, the wronged martyr of the family, you know, if who just let go of his fucking patriarchy to entertain these women and their fantasies of independence, you know? Oh, my God. I just, he's so disgusting. I'm so glad Christine left him. I hope maybe Janelle will get some encouragement now after hearing the gross-ass patriarchy signs, uh, phrases he was saying. Like, she's going to be like, yeah, I'm out of here. Me and my RV are out. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, uh, so that's the end of the episode. I think next week, hopefully we go back to the conversation because, you know, if we go back to the first episode of the podcast when we covered the trailer for this season... We see, you know, Cody will have his Oscar moment when he talks about being stabbed in the kidney. And it looks like, based on the location, however, it looked like they were on Christine's porch for that. But it also looked like Cody was in the same outfit. So maybe they moved for filming. I don't know. But, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing that. We haven't gotten to that climax of the conversation yet. But, um... We also see next episode that Christine, or I'm sorry, not Christine, damn it. Janelle and Cody go and pick up Janelle's Christine. Uh, oh my God. Let me just, we go and see Janelle and Cody pick up Janelle's RV. See, this is why you shouldn't have four wives and 18 children. There's too many names to remember, damn it. <laughs> so yeah, we'll finally see Janelle's RV and her I don't know, breaking ground or something on Coyote Pass? Maybe. Anyways, thank you for listening. Again, in a few days, I will have uh, the episode about the Osbournes coming out. I'm very excited. I hope people enjoy it because it really, like, the Osbournes are such a staple and truly the beginning of, like, reality TV as we know it. And it's just such good, good TV. And it's unfortunate that, like, I can really only find it on YouTube now. But, yeah, so keep an eye out for that. Again, follow me on Instagram at Adventures in Reality TV. Give me a follow, a like, a subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave a review. Five stars only, you know. We only want five stars. If you don't have five stars, get out of here. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'll talk to you guys, in, I guess, whenever I talk to you next. A few days, you know. But be good to one another. Don't be an asshole. Bye! <laughs> this has been a production of C-Money Entertainment. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures in Reality TV. 